What number is this, Chip? Ho, ho, ho! Episode 76! It's a very zilchy Christmas card! With a report from Australia and New Zealand. And more! Happy holidays! <laughs> okay, no, I mean, don't get excited, man. It's because I'm short, man. You're listening to Zilch, a monkey's podcast. And welcome to a very special episode of your podcast, Full of Monkeys. I'm Ken Mills, one of your hosts here today, and we are joined by Sarah Clark. Season's greetings, everyone. Melanie Mitchell. Hello. Christine Wolf. Happy holidays. And the Zilch Podcast Dancers. Yes. Ho, 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 ho. The, the Jewel Hallmeyer Dancers is, is my favorite, but... Uh... Well, today we're just here at the Zilch Clubhouse, just decorating the tree and having some fun. And we want to wish everybody out there a happy holidays, and we hope everybody is going to have a wonderful holiday season. And today we'll be playing some messages from our friends down under. Correct, Melanie? Yes. We're so happy that the monkeys finally got down below the uh, uh, equator and visited Australia and New Zealand. We put out a plea for uh, folks to send us their thoughts and memories. So we'll be playing those throughout the show. And we also have some interviews from the guys while they were down under. So that's pretty cool. It's It's been an amazing year in this year of the monkeys. And I would like to take this time to say how thankful I am for all the cool stuff that we got to be part of this year and all the cool stuff we got this year. Sarah, what was your monkey's highlight, would you say, of 2016? There were a lot of highlights. Um, getting to getting to help review good times, getting to see Shoe Sweat Blues twice uh, in, um, in Maryland and Connecticut. But I think for me, the highlight of my 2016 was getting to see you rocking out front row center in St. Louis. That was just a magical night for everybody who was there at the meetup and everyone who was there at the concert. It is something I will never forget. Just the stars aligned and it was wonderful meeting so many people and uh, getting to see you at your first monkey show. Well, I am totes adorbs after all. You are totes adorbs. (laughs) Uh-huh. Melanie, what was your particular highlight of the year? For me, I'd have to say it was all the meetups that I got to participate in. And I got to give a big shout out to two people who organized two of the earliest meetups. Pete Blatchford in Chicago, there wasn't even a concert. He just said, we're going to do it. And he got a whole bunch of people to come together in Chicago for an evening. And it was just magical. And then uh, a couple months later in Dallas, it was Opalina Silas with her handmade sign leading the way to what ended up being a long string of meetups all over the country. So uh, salute to everyone who made it to a Zilch Nation meetup, whether it was at a monkey's show, a Shusui Blues show, or just for no particular reason at all. 
it's a wonderful idea, and I'd like to thank uh, everyone who uh, made it happen. Yeah, it was kind of interesting how that just just came to be with uh, Pete and everybody that he got together out there. It really wasn't uh, a great big organized thing where we thought we'd have all these meetups throughout the year, right? I mean, it, it kind of really was a grassroots kind of thing, and Pete Pete led the way. He showed yeah. us the way. He followed that star <laughs> and led us to that. But it, it was so cool because you were able to be at the first official Zilch meetup, right? Yeah, I made the trip to Chicago, and I'm so glad I did. It was a lot of fun. Who knew what it would turn into? Nobody planned that, you know, oh, that yeah. it would be this, this crazy thing and this wonderfully cool thing that would go on way beyond the day of having pizza and talking about the monkeys, you know. <laughs> I think that's the coolest part. It was really organic, and it, it really took on a life of its own, and it ultimately even crossed continents. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were having them in Australia and New That's Zealand. Right. We made sure that, that Eric Oz Monkey Man had his packet of buttons or badges or pins, whatever they call them down there. We don't need those stinking badges. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yeah, and that was another thing. We kind of just threw a few of those out there as an experiment. We didn't expect that, the, the whole zilch button thing, to explode the way it did. I mean, people were selling those things on eBay for 30 bucks. I mean, <laughs> Seriously, if, if, if anybody out there, don't ever pay that much for a no. zilch button. Contact I us. I will give them to you. We, we will, yes. For the price of shipping and handling, we will hook you up. Yeah, but I think all of that just speaks to the aspect of the monkeys community as a community. Because at the end of the day, it seems like we all just like banding together as a group of friends and just celebrating our uh, love for these guys and this music and this TV show that have made such a difference in our life. And it's to any to whatever degree Zilch has played a part in helping the community come together this year. We're just we're so thankful and we're so grateful to all of you for, um, you know, being so supportive this year. Mm -hmm. right. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Throughout the show, we're going to be playing some monkeys themed Christmas tunes, uh, whether it's the monkey solo or perhaps live. And here's Peter Torque singing live with I Remember Christmas. I remember Christmas in 64 Joey woke up in the dark on Christmas morning Opened up the door Saw the Lincoln Logs Just like the year before And started to cry Remember Christmas in '62. Daddy put the blindfold on and broke that old piñata right in two. The toys came tumbling down, and still she felt so blue and didn't know why. This was in 69 Wanted to get home But the boys in the band Said we don't have the time There's so much work to do 
We take what we can find of comfort and joy. And I would make a wish, but then who am I? I would take the yearning, any kind of burning, hopes that never die. These I would not destroy. Yes, these I would satisfy. And why can't this Christmas find at least some peace of mind, some sweet release, at least for each and every girl and boy? I remember Christmas in 44 Had a brand new brother Soon we sailed together For that foreign shore The cities were in ruins And still I dream of war Yes, even today And I remember Christmas in 81 Trying to explain the war in places near and foreign To my only son Who could not understand Whose life had just begun And all I could say Is someday we'll believe we're some peace of mind, some peace on Good will to all in each and every way. Some fine Christmas day. Some fine Christmas day. Some fine Christmas day. I just wanted to give all our viewers and, and listeners who have been so nice to us, I wanted to give them our Christmas message, which is about love and peace. Now, wait, hold it. You can't, man, come on, it's the middle of February. You can't give them a Christmas message now. Well, why not? Why not? Well, because you just, you don't, well, well. Christmas Day is right. Is 
Zilch Nation, it's your favorite Yukon Cornelius lookalike, John Hughes from Rhino. I want to say hello and happy holidays to all of you monkey maniacs. Thank you so much for all your support during the 50th anniversary of all of our favorite band, The Monkees. We've got more fun and surprises coming in the 51st, believe it or not. Make sure you stay tuned to Zilch all throughout the year to get the latest. So one of the really cool things that we've got to experience this year is just how big the audience for this show is. And it's it's been amazing how many people have given us love, you know, for, for being part of this show and, and just whether it's been a, 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 a meetup or just all the cool things that happen online and the reviews and everything. It's, it's just been amazing, hasn't it, Sarah? Amazing isn't even the word. I, it's been a wonderful experience just to see how many people have resonated to this this show. When I first joined, I had a gut instinct. It might be pretty popular, but I don't think any of us could have anticipated what happened. We're coming up on 5,000 members on the Facebook group. We're a little over 100 away from that. And I uh, went back and, and looked through the history to figure out, okay, how big were we at the start of this year? We turned over 2,000 members on January 10th. So in one year, we have added almost 3,000 members to the Facebook community. And that's just a small fraction of the people who listen to this show. Right. It's just amazing that, that you're all out there and that, that we're, yeah. we're all part of this together. Listen you, to us being dorks. It's amazing. <laughs> and the thing is, is that this isn't our show. This is no. all of our shows. This is, if you're listening, this is your show. And you are part of this. And I've always said from the first thing that we recorded for this project is that you are not alone. And, you know, especially around the holidays, there are a lot of people that are alone. But I'm telling you, if you're listening to this show, you are not alone. If you're a Monkees fan, I don't care where you are. If you're in Boston, Waukegan, it doesn't matter where you're at. You are not alone. Or Australia, right, Melanie? Yeah, or New Zealand. Yeah, there you go. Melanie, would you like to intro this next section of the show? Well, when we realized that the monkeys were going to be in Australia and New Zealand right before the holidays, I had the idea and put it out there to Ken and to the rest of the uh, steering committee that perhaps it would be a good idea for us to get some uh, verbal postcards from the field. Um, people who were seeing the monkeys for the first time or for the first time in 20 or 30 years uh, people who have waited so long and so patiently from so far away and paid such heavy postage for things to be shipped that it, it would be great to hear from them and to hear their voices. So we put out a plea and asked. So without further ado, the monkeys in Australia and New Zealand. Yeah.
next guests have been entertaining us for 50 years, or some of us for 50 years. The Monkees have sold 75 million albums. Their pop songs are catchy and timeless, and now they're back on our shores for their last ever Australian tour. Monkeys were a phenomenon, put together for a TV show in the 60s and going on to amass more than a dozen smash hits. Then I saw her face, now I'm a believer. Their greatest songs are recognised by multiple generations to this day. Earlier this year, the Monkees released Good Times, their first new album in 20 years, and four years after the death of original lead singer Davy Jones. She makes me laugh, she makes me smile. Now the Monkees are saying goodbye to Australia with a national tour, billed as their last on our shores. They don't make music like that anymore, do they? Mickey Dollins and Peter Talk from the Monkees join us now from Brisbane. Gents, good morning to you. Look, the Monkees began as a TV show about an imaginary band, but then you became a real band, a really successful one. Mickey, what was that first taste of fame like 50 years ago? What was the what like? That first taste Hello? of fame. Hello? Can we hear guys? <laughs> the fame. Uh, well, uh, it, 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 you know, well, pleasantly surprised. It took a while to sink in. It's such a terrible burden. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a crushing agony of it. You don't really know right away because uh, in those days there wasn't social media, of course, like there is today. It wasn't until two or three months after the show was on the air and the records were n number one that I got, got an inkling of, of how, how successful it had been. Peter, you know, my mum loved this music, I love this music, kids today would still be loving this music. What was it about the monkeys that's made them such an enduring phenomenon? Oh my, you really want me? I have an answer for that, but it'll take a couple of hours. Um, seriously, The Monkees was the first TV show. To begin with, it was a TV show. We were the first TV show about young adults that did not have a senior adult in the show. And it reflected what was for us at the time, as young adults, the reality of the time, which was you couldn't trust the political structure. Hmm. <laughs> uh, it also had a lot to do, I think, with the quality of the writing, the quality of the music, the well, there's all songwriters, that. Sure. Uh, you know. All that. And but on the, the show... And but just the point being that we got, to, we got along without the, without the big grown-ups. That was, that was such a relief to the kids at the time, as we were. That's the big thing, I think. Of course, the writing, we did have such great writing. And it wasn't topical or satirical. That's, uh, that's you a know. good point. And we were... Gee, I thought, didn't know you made good points. <clears throat> uh, the humor wasn't topical or satirical. No, the and humor was terrible. The show essentially I mean, <laughs> was about... Uh, uh, this band that wanted to be the Beatles, but they were, we were never famous on the TV show, right. and that was an important point too. Of course, the part about wanting to be. The... Yeah, did you all get on? Because you were all trying to get us. Did you all get on then, and do you get on now? You know, it's like siblings. Yeah, um, no, you don't. We don't get along. <laughs> yeah, we do. No, we don't. Yeah, we do. No, yeah, we no. <laughs> 
I always look at it a bit like siblings. If you have siblings, brothers or sisters, need I say more? Need I say more? Not need them. Now, you're going, to, you're going to be on stage tonight. The tour starts today you're in Brisbane, obviously. Um, what's yeah. it like being on stage again? Do you still get the same thrill 50 years on? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The way that uh, the audiences have been uh, supporting us, it's like I describe it as somebody throwing you a birthday party every night. And again, we have this wealth of material, songs by Carole King, Boyce and Hart, Neil Diamond, now the, from the new album, Ben Gibbard from Death Cab for Cutie and Rivers Cuomo and Noel Gallagher and Paul Weller. So uh, I didn't know there were that many people <laughs> in the world. <laughs> and um, so when the audience is as enthusiastic as they have been for, for years, uh, it's hard not to have a good time. Uh, the, the hard part for me is, uh, frankly, the travel. And uh, they pay me to travel. I sing for free. Man. I was going to say, Mickey says, we play for free. Uh, all right, guys. Well, good luck with the rest of the tour. Thanks for joining us. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We have right. to mention that we've sold out in Sydney for the first show, and we're going back into Sydney afterwards for a second. Right. And we want everybody to come and bring their money. And that will be in, in Canberra and Perth and Melbourne. We'll, yeah, we're, we're just and, about to sail. We'll we'll everywhere. All of, the, all of the tour dates yeah. and, and places on our website. Um, thank you, Jens. Oh. To celebrate the Monkees' 50th anniversary tour and their last shows around Australia, we're giving you the opportunity to see them live. You could win VIP tickets, a meet and greet with the band. You could sit with those two and chat. And a merchandise pack. To enter, go to the Sunrise website. Tell us in 25 words or less what meeting and seeing the Monkees live would mean to you. All the details of the tour, as we said, on our website. Hi, my name's Andrew Seuss, and that's me on banjo performing a tribute to the Monkees. On Wednesday night, Mickey and Peter opened up their show with that track, Listen to the Band, and I was there, grinning like a loon. But let me back up and put the show, its Australian fans, and the Monkees in context. You see, there's already been a lot of reviews regarding the show and the music. I want to talk a little about the fan experience. Less than one year ago it was, I was searching through podcasts and came across Zilch, I'd had a passing interest in the Monkees and found it intriguing that there was still a continuing fan base devoted to the work. I listened on and I heard tracks that were vibrant and sung with an almost knowing wink. The music ranged from rockers, ballads to country folk. Months ago, I learnt they were playing in my own city of Melbourne, Australia, and tickets were on sale in five minutes. I thought twice, but invested over a day's pay and bought my ticket. When Mickey took to the stage, I was only metres from him. His microphone stand directly in front of me. His greeting to the audience struck me as genuine. It was the heartfelt connection with the fan base who had supported him for 50 years. My world with the monkeys had been a mere 12 months. Eric, Australia's own Oz Monkey fan, posted in late November for Zilch fans to meet up before the show. The group were friendly and inviting. Behind the warmth and acceptance was a very deep love and commitment to the group. I realised I'd been wading in the shallow end of a very deep pool. Fans were casually dining and giving testimony to their connection to the band. And now I understand. Mickey's greeting was not a tribute to the fans, but his reciprocated testimony back to them. 
You see, it didn't matter how long you'd been a fan of the monkeys or how you came to them. What mattered was that you were here now. I guess I was born under a lucky star, gaining the dead centre second row, and seated next to me was a young fan who'd made the trip to Melbourne, especially for the show, and she knew every song, album and programme. During intermission, I was gushing with fans. Can you believe how good this show is? The feeling for me was shock and elation. The monkeys I realised was more than the members, the songs and the performance. After the last album, the last show, the last of the members and the very last note, there will always be the monkeys. It's the myth, the shared fiction we create together, something larger than us. It's a communal humour, tunes, shows and expectations. Just as Nez invested in us, it is a part of us. So, you've already gathered I'm a banjo fan, and Peter Talk did not disappoint with his performance. Your love keeps lifting me works so well. The plucking of the banjo and the response of the band escalating the drama and joy of the song. From my seat, I was watching Peter like a hawk. For Banjo Nuts, here's the story. An earlier video on screen proved that Peter continues to play the same banjo he had from his earlier days in the band. He plays a long neck banjo, open back, without resonator, and he capos it at the third fret. Essentially, if you were playing a standard banjo, that would be your open G. Peter's style of play was akin to frailing or claw hammer. He kept a plastic thumb pick on, which he alternated between guitar and banjo, and although at times he syncopated his fingers, he didn't use a pure Scruggs form of bluegrass roll. Peter's onstage patter was like that of a kindly uncle, hamming it up for the audience, joking about his age and place in the band. His soft shoe shuffle for Auntie Griselda was an invitation to smile and relax. For sure, the banter is well rehearsed and has the feel of old-time vaudeville. But let's remember, vaudeville was the voix de ville or voice of the village, speaking directly to the audience. Through love, music, kind banter and performance, that's exactly what they did. Andrew Sandoval kept a close eye on the show. And after the performance, are still 10 minutes of his precious time to thank him for all that he has done for you and for me and for this group that is bigger than all of us. Thanks to the monkeys, the folks at Zilch and a happy, happy holidays, holidays to, to everyone, everyone around, around the world. was a year where television and music would be changed forever. The world was introduced to four crazy musicians. A strong mix of the Beatles and the Marx Brothers. And it all started with this little ad in The Hollywood Reporter, asking for four insane boys. And one of those who auditioned was Mickey Dollars. My agent says it's this thing called the monkeys and here's your script and sides and you had to be able to sing and to play an instrument to get through the audition. That, they made that clear. So clearly they had in mind that eventually we would all go out and, uh, and perform. And perform they did. Once the rest of the cast was locked in, the monkeys would go on to film 58 episodes, a movie, sell over 75 million records and play thousands of concerts all over the world. At one stage, they even outsold both the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. 
making the group one of the most successful and enduring acts of all time with some very special fans. You were a big fan of the Beatles. Oh, yeah. There's a story there, isn't it, where you found out that they were a big fan of the Monkees. Well, it was Matt, and the thing was they got it. Uh, you know, th- there were a lot of people that didn't get it back in those days. The hip wazi, I call them. <laughs> There's people today that still don't get it, you know. And John Lennon was the first one that I remember heard saying, I like the monkeys, I like the mox brothers. Yeah. And he was absolutely right. And he got know. it straight away. Yeah, absolutely yeah. Right. Did you get on with the boys when you first started working together? Did everyone oh, get along? Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, from my point of view, you have to ask them that question. <laughs> yeah. You know, the way that I look at the other guys uh, is like siblings. Yeah. You know, if you have siblings, you, you know what I mean. Unlike many other groups, there was no major infighting and no messy breakup. After the show was cancelled, the boys simply went their own way. For Mickey, it was back to auditioning. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Where he almost landed another role of a lifetime hanging out with the Cunninghams. I read somewhere that you were almost in the running to play the Fonz. Well, I was up for shows after the Monkees. Yeah. I went and I did some TV things, Adam 12 I did, and Canon I think I did. And my agent said, you know, an audition for this new show called Happy Days. And I went in and I had a call back, or a couple of callbacks I think. And uh, Henry tells the story, we became really good friends uh, years later. And he says, uh, it was down to him and I, and we both went to the final audition, and he walked in and he says he saw me there, and he went, oh, Mickey Dolans, I'll never get this. (laughs) (laughs) By 1986, 20 years had passed, and now it seems that the pre-fab four, as some critics called them, were destined to gather dust on the record shelf. That is, until someone at MTV decided to replay all 58 episodes. Here we come. The Monkees, coming soon on MTV. They say that lightning never strikes twice, but that clearly doesn't apply to the Monkees. Fast forward, you, you kept working, you were directing in television, yep. you were acting in television, you were doing some theatre as well. And then in 1986, something happened that I'm assuming that you didn't expect, and that was no. the MTV yeah. started playing the reruns. No Did you idea. know that they were going to do that? No, no. I, live, I was living in England. I had right. no clue. Yeah. And I came back over and pleasantly surprised, very surprised. We all were. Everybody was yeah. like kind of blown away. It was just out of, out of left field. Again, it was like lightning in a bottle. And with that, the world was once again gripped by Monkey Mania as they toured the world and released new music. When you all came back together, was that quite a magical moment? Yeah, it was. I hadn't seen David uh, for years, really. Uh, uh, Mike I'd kept in touch with because he was producing and directing, uh, producing shows. And we worked actually together a couple of times on a couple of things over the years. Peter I hadn't seen in years. And yeah, so it was pretty uh, interesting, you know. Hi. Remember me? I'm I'm Mickey. (laughs) But the world of the monkeys hasn't been without tragedy. In 2012, the world received news that Davy Jones, the much-loved British member of the band, had died suddenly. My wife woke me up and said, you're not going to believe this. And I started looking at the news. And I was in a daze. I just wandering around kind of in a daze, you know. It's the only way I can describe it. It's certainly been a wild, crazy and unpredictable ride for Mickey Dolans. And thankfully, he has no plans to stop being a daydream believer. As far as the monkey, you never know. It just keeps going. I've learned never to say never.
cool doing that. It was so cool, and he was the loveliest man he you could ever meet. It. He was just so lovely, and uh, they were doing a sound check, and there were still 50 people there that had paid a little bit extra just to see them, and he met all of them, and he signed autographs with them. He was a really lovely guy. Mm. So well, amazing. the monkeys still have some shows left on their Aussie tour. You can head to our website for all the dates. It's Amanda and Janine and we're from New Zealand and last night we saw the monkeys play in Auckland. It was fantastic. Now not only did we go to the concert, we also had the absolute um, amazing opportunity and we went to the sound check and the meet and greet. Very, very cool. Highlight of which for me would have been uh, Peter giving a rundown of, of the Bark family. <laughs> yes, yes. And um, I think the, the highlight for me was totally nerding out and having Mickey wave at me like, oh, crazy person. Yeah. Hey, you started it. <laughs> I know, I totally did. I was waving crazily and hey, at least he waved back. <laughs> Absolutely. And we both got our, our photographs taken with Mickey and Peter. Yeah. Which was uh, a privilege. Yes, very much. So I said, I'm going to, I don't know, print it out and put it on. The wall. <laughs> Postcards. Christmas cards. Christmas cards. There we go. Christmas cards sorted. Uh, so it was great. Um, probably like the um, musically, the highlight for me at the, at the sound check was um, Sometime in the Morning. Uh, that song sometimes makes me a bit teary normally, but um, seeing that on stage, I was like, hold it together. Uh, I was blown away by Coco doing different drum. She, her voice, uh, yeah. Incredible, incredible. Yeah. I, I will be hunting out her catalogue now. <laughs> um, the, the concert was, was after that, and um, it was great. We had great seats. Really good seats, really fun, really close. We were um, row B. Yeah. Uh, centre. Yeah, centre, row B, so right where the action was. Yeah, and, and we got we got little moments of recognition during the concert, which was very exciting. It was really high energy, the guys were on form, their voices were perfect, oh, and everything yeah. we gave we tried to give back, and I think yeah. they responded to that. Yeah, it was just amazing just having them like a couple of metres from us up to all these gears eh? yeah. and seeing them, that was cool. And towards the end of the concert, we were all standing up dancing. Yeah. With them and clapping along, and it was yeah. it was it was perfect. Yeah, and um, probably for like musically for me during the concert itself, um, my Papa song. Me too. Again, me too. It was a real heart touching, like and like Mickey's voice is so strong. Yeah, and yeah. you could I, I loved how you could feel the bass coming up through my feet through the floor. Yeah. And, and Mickey was going for it, and you had the psychedelic pictures in the background that I used to have on my wall yes. as a teenager. Yeah. And uh, Coco sort of. Um, bringing up the high notes, it was beautiful. He's always saying that uh, was it Peter was playing the pauper songs on his guitar. <laughs> but I don't know, maybe that was the sound from the keyboard. Eh? <laughs> it, it, it might have been. Like, it press the button, there's the pauper's Hello Beach. <laughs> it might have been, yeah. Mm, yeah, but it was just so amazing, and now we're like, oh, we should go to Australia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and, and everyone was so, so generous. Uh, we, we had a chat to, to the drummer, Rich Dart, he yeah. came and he shook his hand, he had a little chat to us, and I yeah. I, I got to uh, yell melodica, which was very, very fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, no, it was just the, the best the best experience, and just so surreal to just be so close to Mick and Peter after all these years. Uh, is, is this your top concert ever? 
Yeah, I think so. I was probably the most sober at this concert, <laughs> which helped. <laughs> I, I, I love the who, they smashed it, but yeah. the monkeys are my guys, and man, did they bring it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so um, if, I don't know. I mean, we don't know if they're going to tour again. Um, they're, they're probably not going to come to New Zealand <laughs> again. So we took our opportunity, and we made the most of it. Worth it. Yeah. Every, every, every cent, worth it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it wasn't cheap, but worth yeah. it. Yeah. And I think that's it from New Zealand. Yeah, so if you have a chance to see them, do so. Do it, do it. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Merry Christmas. Bye. Hi, it's Mickey Dolans, and you're watching Noise11.com. And we welcome Mickey Dolans to Noise11.com. Good to talk to you. Okay. And I can't tell you how excited I was when I heard the Good Times album. You oh, know, just hearing that for the very first time brought back so many memories because it actually sounded like the monkeys. Unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. yeah funny thing. Yeah. Oh, I'm very, very, very pleased. Very, very pleased, uh, blessed. You know, we got just, I don't know, just lightning in a bottle. Just the right people at the right time and the right songs and the right everything record yeah. company it just all clicked going back into the archive and pulling out the uh, the yeah. nielsen and the carol kings and then mixing them with uh, I know. you know death cab for cutie and fountains of wine and, yeah. yeah adam schlesinger did an amazing job producing that mm. you know? sounds yeah. like it was all recorded on the same day i know <laughs> yeah incredible and adam uh, was involved with that movie that thing you do that thing you do yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember when that came out, that song. People said, you got to hear this song. It sounds like the monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you bumped into Tom Hanks, too, didn't he? It's yeah, a- I was at a party once, and he said, I made a movie about you. And I said, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where's my check? <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. But, you know, just getting that uh, amount of talent together on that one record, it's uh, taken like 20 years, though, to pull that off. Um, yeah, the last one, the last uh, album was uh, about 20 years ago. Yeah. Mm. Well, was there discussions about doing things prior to that? Uh, f- prior to good times? Yeah. Well, yeah, a couple of years ago when we knew the 50th anniversary was coming along, we just started talking about what we would do, what we could do, what we didn't want to do, uh, what's possible. And fortunately, the record company uh, uh, went through some changes, uh, and the, the new regime was very, very pro uh, monkeys fans and so they were very enthusiastic about doing something and then we found those uh, those tracks that mm. you mentioned unfinished tracks a lot of them mm. and found four or five that we thought would would work and then uh, we uh, got a hold of Adam Schlesinger the A&R guy at the record company and I met with him and we got along great and it was clear obviously I'd, I'd heard of Fountains of Wayne and mm. knew about that so I thought boy that's a great a great mm. mix and then they started reaching out to some of these groups. I'd heard of some of, certainly I'd heard of Noel Gallagher and yeah. Paul Weller and Andy Partridge. And and my when I mentioned Death Camp for Cutie and Weezer to my daughter, she's like, what? Are you <laughs> kidding me? And so we got lucky. They turned out that they were fans and wanted to write for us specifically for the project. And and they did. And, um, you know, and Adam did, like I say, he just did an incredible job of yeah. Yeah. Weaving it all together. Well, Death Cab for Cutie took their name from uh, the Magical Mystery Tour yeah. movie. Yeah, so yeah. you know, a bit of a, <laughs> a bit of a throwback there. Yeah. There was another throwback. I mean, getting all these people together is, is is interesting. But back in the day, you were also getting people back together. At one point, Neil Young played on one of your records. Didn't oh, a bunch he? of you, you and I. Oh, uh, a bunch of like, records. And and as we go along from the the movie head, and um, oh, we always were surrounded by incredible writers. You know, uh, Carol King and Jerry Goffin and. Uh, Boyce and Hart and Harry Nielsen and uh, Neil Sadaka, David Gates, because they were all part of the Brill Building, 
uh, Screen Gems publishing music and Screen Gems TV was the ones producing the show. That's no coincidence. Yeah. Uh, so always surrounded by very, very talented people. Yeah. You were no scratch as a songwriter yourself, Randy Skowskip. We, yeah, we I, talked about I that a couple, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. yeah, I wrote a couple things. I'm not prolific. You know, Mike. Was that was a pretty prolific. good one. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah, it was a good song. Yeah. Mm. That, uh, like, like, to me, it had all the elements of what a monkey song should be. Did you write that with that in mind? How did, how did the actual song come about? I was in England um, on our first tour. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, uh, we'd met the Beatles, and um, uh, they'd thrown us a party, and I'm told I had a great time. <laughs> and I went back to my hotel, and I just started writing more st- like stream of consciousness, noodling, just sitting there. Not no intention really. Never. I've never been the kind of writer that ten o'clock in the morning I can sit down at a keyboard or at a guitar and start writing. I I've never been like that. It just something comes into my head, and I write it until I finish it or I let it go. And it was just stream of consciousness about the Beatles and about uh, my first wife, the girl I met that was going to be my first wife, and England and you know just the times, mm-hmm. you know. Mm. The Good Times. Yeah. And uh, Harry Nilsson wrote that song. He was a good mate of yours, wasn't he? Very good. We became very, very good friends. That's one of the things. When I heard that, we started listening to this uh, uh, unfinished material. I heard that track with him on piano and vocal, Nesmith on guitar, and a couple of other musicians. I was like, I can do a duet mm. with my old friend Harry Nielsen. Yeah, mm. we became very, very close, yeah. Yeah, it's quite an association. Cuddly Toy was one of his songs. The first uh, song he sold yeah. to anybody. And you were also involved with The Point at one point, yeah. weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He asked me and Davey to go over to uh, England to, to do a version over uh, uh, Christmas pantomime season one year. Mm. So, uh, you know, the other uh, association was Carol King. You know, again, that comes back to the Brill Building, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Her, her partner, Jerry Goffin. Yeah. Mm. He wrote some of the biggest uh, hits and wonderful tunes. Yeah. Pleasant Valley Sunday, you know, sometime in the morning. Yeah. We're seeing the uh, the 50th anniversary rollout at the moment. You're on tour, uh, heading around the world. There's also the uh, the DVD series of the uh, the old shows, yeah. Back Again. Yeah. And also these uh, monkey... Uh, uh, Character ch- characters, you know the uh, the little dolls, monkey oh, yeah. dolls, sort of yeah. pop back up again. There's quite <coughs> quite yeah. a demand for something that you were doing 50 years ago. I know it's bizarre. You know, I was thinking the other day the equivalent of this. I don't know if we talked about that over the phone, but the equivalent of this would be in 1966 when the monkeys were out and the Beatles and the Stones and the Beach Boys and everybody would have been an act having a top 20 record and huge national tour from the year 1916 <laughs> like Al Jolson or Enrico Caruso it's true isn't it yeah. 50 years later <laughs> having a top 20 record the Beethoven world tour yeah no, but it is a bit like that I mean can you remember acts that would have been in their 60s or 70s uh, in the 60s when you were starting out no it would have been Al, Al Jolson I don't believe yeah. he was still around Enrico Caruso certainly wasn't no I can't yeah, no, nobody that, I, that that certainly comes to mind. No, well, quite an achievement. It's been a pleasure to uh, talk to you, uh, Mickey. Thanks for coming down to Australia again. Thank you. This will be the last time we hear. Well, you never know. I've learned never to say never. Yeah. I've learned never to say never. Every time we say never, something comes up. So, you know, I'm not putting my money on it. But there's no plans now for uh, 
for the future. Well, another monkey's tour, a good times too. We'll hold you to all of this. Wiggy okay. <laughs> Dolan's joining us here at Noise Eleven. Thank you. G'day all, Eric Moz here doing a summary of the Monkeys concert here in Australia that I went to. Uh, the Melbourne concert, that was brilliant, that was almost a full house, I couldn't see hardly any empty seats. The atmosphere was electric and I got to meet some Facebook fans that I've never met in person before, that was very cool. Special shout out to Richard, Heather, Tara and Daniel. We all met at Macca's and I handed out some zilch buttons that the fans just loved. And you know, I'm not just saying this, but you know, Monkey fans really are cut above the rest. Everyone was friendly, everyone was talking to everyone, there was heaps of monkey shirts scattered around, and you know, the ages were from like 8 to 80, it, it, it was awesome. The set list, that was brilliant, everything I could have hoped for and more. Just about every hit was played, and also a few from good times thrown in for good measure. At the end of the concert they had a standing ovation, that's how much the fans loved it, they just really enjoyed it, every person was on their feet. But my hometown concert of Adelaide, well that, that just took it to another level. The soundcheck went for about six or seven songs and every song that they played wasn't on the set list. They were all dressed really casually and Mickey was chatting with us like we were his friend. And yeah, some of the songs on the soundcheck were That Was Then, This Is Now, I'll Be Back Upon My Feet, uh, Can You Dig It? And there's a few more but, sorry guys, I just can't remember, it's just overwhelming. Um, but you know, meeting Mickey and Peter, that was the highlight for me. Only lasted a couple of minutes, but you know, long enough for me to ask Mickey, did he remember me from our lunch? He was struggling a bit until I mentioned I was the cabinet maker that he drove to lunch, and then the penny dropped. So that, that was pretty cool. Everyone at the meet and greet in Australia, we got a signed Monkey's 50th A3 poster from the Australian New Zealand tour, signed by Mickey and Peter. Uh, we got a laminated VIP pass, and we got a commemorative guitar pick. Uh, having front row seats for the concert, that was just mind-blowing. I swear sometimes he was looking at me when he was singing and the pictures that I took, they just turned out brilliant. Uh, his chemistry with Peter, that's as strong as ever. They bounce like each other, so it's like they've been doing it 50 years. And also, I can't forget the band. They sounded awesome. Dave was his normal cool self. Coco looked like she was really enjoying herself. And the rest of the band, they were faultless. Uh, you know, if you had told me 12 months ago that the monkeys would be touring Australia, I would have said a year for real. Uh, anyway, that just about sums up my experience at the concert. And before I go, I've got to say, Camille is you rock, and so does Dilts. Catch you all later. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We're going to do another song written by our friend, Mr. Michael Nesmith. <laughs> you can't have him right now. <laughs> Maybe some others. Um, it's called Good Clean Fun, or something like this. There's a smile on the wind and it touches my lips. It starts to erase all the gloom. without you
I'm Linda Groundwater, and I am living in Brisbane, Australia. I have been a fan since I was born, and I saw the monkeys in Brisbane at QPAC and also at Jupiter's on the Gold Coast. The 50th anniversary Brisbane concert was the first in Australia as the monkeys in decades, but also a first in this country for me. I hadn't seen them since 1989 when in the United States. Now, I'm always excited by the idea of the monkeys, but as an expat who's been away from home for 22 years, I was beyond thrilled, beyond happy, beyond any positive adjective that I could possibly think of. I ended up front row center at QPAC in Brisbane, meet and greet, sound check, and I got to take my 20-year-old son. He and I are both Cradle fans. Me, at age 50, like the band, never not knowing them in my life and being told that I used to bang on the floor as a baby, chanting, Mickey, Mickey, Mickey. I still do that. Shh. <clears throat> my, my son, of whom I have videoed dancing to their music while still in his high chair, we're fans. We're fans. So the sound check was very intimate. The lights were left on all the time, and the band was engaging, and Mickey and Peter were funny. I did notice that they were tired of the sound check. They'd just flown in from New Zealand, but they gave it their all, and I just watched in wonder and happiness. At one point during some time in the morning, which was not being sung that, that night, Mickey said, I got goosebumps, and I got teary, and it was just so emotional for me. It was so special. I realized that this band, this show, was bringing some of home to me. Being so far away and unable to manage to go back for many years, they brought home to me. What a gift. What an amazing gift. Highlights for me? Oh, well, in Brisbane, getting picked by Mickey to sing Going Down, of course. A lot of people later told me they thought I was a plant, but I wasn't, of course. I'd just been singing that song for, you know, 45 years. Mickey's reaction was awesome. Peter gave me a thumbs up. Thrilled, thrilled, thrilled. Dream come true. Also, shades of gray. There wasn't a dry eye in the house. That included Mickey's. Uh, watching Peter play the banjo, I love that. Seeing them up close and personal, being in the front row, that was great. And watching my son sing along to every single song, I was so proud. Not knowing what songs were going to be in the mix made every opening a delight. I loved that they played so many of my favorites, including The Girl I Knew Somewhere. Peter did an amazing job on A Little Bit Me, A Little Bit You. It somehow seemed to be like a family playing in front of friends with Coco there and with people like David Alexander and Rich Dodd and people who are known to us on Facebook and the boys themselves never letting us forget both Daisy and Mike, never letting us forget how much they appreciate us. It was truly amazing. 30 songs, not a lemon in the bunch. I was blessed. I am blessed. And they brought me home and they brought home to me and I will never forget it. I saw the monkeys at Jupiter's on the Gold Coast in Queensland on the 16th of December. A much smaller venue, but very happy group. Smaller group of people, probably about 12 or 1300 out of the 1600. But this was the last show of the 50th anniversary tour and how exciting it was. 
it was added much later than the other dates, which would account for the smaller group. Now, originally, I was going to be satisfied with QPAC, but after I saw them in Brisbane, I couldn't let them be around and not join them again. So this time, I didn't do the meet and greet, but I did get third row just slightly on Mickey's side. There were a lot of changes and a lot of surprises, and I was very excited to be there. When I saw the guys in Brisbane, Mickey didn't seem to have his own alone time on stage the way Peter did with Higher and Higher. That was different this time, and Oh My My, which they had played in Brisbane, was replaced with Sometime in the Morning, which was gorgeous, and which was only played at the soundcheck in Brisbane. So he, ha he got to have his own time on the stage. The song order was mixed up a bit to the Brisbane show, which was fine, of course, and we had a few surprises. First of all, some members of the Japanese fan club came to Australia to the coast specifically for the show, and Mickey called them onto the stage to do a dance that he had seen them do on YouTube to You Bring the Summer. For me, the fun here was actually watching the boys watching the ladies. Mickey had a really youthful and happy smile on his face just watching them do what they did and definitely made him happy. One of the big highlights of the night was the onstage appearance of Louis Shelton. I'm sure people know, but just in case, Louis was part of the Wrecking Crew and he had played the opening lick to the Monkees' first single, Last Train to Clarksville. Peter was really particularly proud of that. He's a local boy. He lives in Australia, and he always did, so he did it again that night in the middle of the show. Last Train to Clarksville actually sounded amazing, and Mickey joined in on guitar and seemed to really have a ball doing it. At some point, there were three or four of them across the stage, Mickey, Pete, Wayne, and Louie, all really jamming on it, and it looked and sounded fantastic. One more lovely surprise um, for Daydream Believer, they called out a, a crew member, Debbie, who plays beautiful classic violin, and she accompanied the band for this gorgeous tribute. Again, um, it was just another wonderful, touching moment, the same as Shades of Grey had been previously, which was also still played that night. Um, last time, I forgot to mention Mickey playing the big kettle drum on Randy Scouse Git as a highlight. It definitely was, but this time, it seemed like Mickey was really enjoying himself. He was smiling broadly most of the time on that tablecloth of course he had to have it and they had to make a big show of, of Peter putting it on inside out and all this stuff uh, but it was just fantastic I must admit I was secretly pleased that for going down Mickey didn't actually call anyone up to sing I'd heard that that had been missed in a couple of um, Australian shows but for the first Australian show as I said I did get to do that with him he did seem to scan the audience so maybe he was looking for something when he called people or not but going down sounded just as brilliant as it always did but that is one of my favorites so I'm probably a bit biased <laughs> um, this is the last time they'll be in Australia they did say that um, I was very sad to see it end um, but so thrilled that they came back um, and gave me a chance to see them once more and gave me a chance to introduce my son to their live work. And it was just an experience overall that I will never forget. Monkeys forever, absolutely. So thank you to the monkeys. Thank you, Zilch. And happy holidays to all monkeys fans everywhere around the world. Oh, and separately, I just have to fangirl for a second. Oh, cute! <laughs>
Uh, this next song, uh, you may remember, we haven't actually played this, I think, probably since the last time we were here down under. It's called Oh My My. <laughs> Hi Zilchers, this is Daniel Sam from Melbourne, Australia. Just want to tell you, I had a great time at the Monkees concert here in Melbourne at the Palais Theatre on the 7th of December. The greatest buzz was, I met Mickey Dolans, first time in 50 years. I'd met Peter and Davey before. Also, I got my Monkees poster signed, which I've owned since I was 8 years old. Other than that, I also met um, Oz the Monkey Man, my other fellow Australian here who's a big monkey collector like me. All the best for the hat and have a happy Christmas. Bye. Hi, this is Coco Dolan. 
I wish everybody out there a wonderful holiday season, no matter what you celebrate. Have a wonderful, safe holiday with your family, and a great, prosperous, happy new year. Dreaming of a white Christmas Just like the ones I used to know Where the treetops glisten And children listen To hear the sleigh bells in the snow I'm dreaming of a white Christmas With every Christmas card I write May your day be merry and bright and may all your Christmases be wise Strudels, 
Door bells and sleigh bells and schnitzel with noodles Wild geese that fly with the moon on their wings These are a few of my favorite things Girls in white dresses with blue satin sashes Snowflakes that stay on my nose and eyelashes Silver white winters that melt into springs These are a few of my favorite things When the dog bites, when the bee stings When I'm feeling sad I simply remember my favorite things And then I don't feel so Season's greetings. This is Zilch listener Nikki Locke wishing all of my fellow Zilchers a Merry Christmas and a happy, healthy New Year. Peace. Christine, the button queen, you've joined the staff here at Zilch. You've uh, you've kind of helped along with Cindy Large. You guys are running the Twitter page, basically. That's right. You entrusted the Twitter page to the two of us, Cindy and myself, and we've been having a good time taking care of that. Uh, it's interesting that we have different followers over there than we do on Facebook, but it's also fun to see some crossover between the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody who is not already following us on Twitter, you can find us at Zilchcast and come on over. We would love to love to hear from you over there. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I I still dip in there occasionally, but it, it's great seeing what you guys both are doing, both you and Cindy. I, I truly appreciate it. Thanks. We we're having fun doing it. So, happy holidays to our good friend Cindy Large out there. We love you, mm-hmm. and you are part of us. Happy holidays, Sin. What was another highlight for you, Christine? Oh, gosh. Well, you know, like Sarah said, uh, having everybody in my hometown of St. Louis at the Zilch meetup and the concert there, that is probably uh, the best memory for me of the Year of the Monkeys. Uh, but running a very close second was uh, heading up 
the uh, meetup in L.A. at the Pantages show where we were met with so much overwhelming enthusiasm and love from Zilch members, Zilch Nation members, as well as people who had no idea who Zilch was, but they know now. So hi to everybody who, who found out about Zilch uh, at the Pantages meetup. That was so much fun that I literally had no voice before the concert even started. <laughs> I had so many hugs and laughter and, and great conversations. Um, and, and then, of course, to be at the show proper was, uh, was a dream come true. And, uh, and I owe it all to Zilch because I would not have even known about the tour in time to go, let alone be a part of it. So I, I really have to thank uh, Ken and Sarah and Melanie for, you know, for welcoming me in and uh, giving me the opportunity. And we have so many great people on what I'm going to call our staff, and it's kind of like our rotating players, and mm-hmm. that's everybody from Fred Velez to Jeff Geringer and Melinda Gildart, Ghosty Timmers, and Sarah and Richard Wolofsky, and it just goes on and on and on. I, I can't name everybody, and there's Jeff and Craig, and it's it's just been an amazing run mm-hmm. so far. It, it's just been fantastic. And we get a lot of people saying, I wouldn't have known about everything from the new album to the Blu-ray set to the concerts if it hadn't been for Zilch. So what you're saying, you you know, again, you're not alone. Yeah. This right. is uh, this has been a great resource for Monkeys fans, and then there's there's great people like Mark T over at Monkeys Live Almanac, and the and then there's the ever wonderful Cool Cherry Cream Jenny Ballinger over at the, the Sunshine Factory. Factory, the wonderful Sunshine Factory. Yes, yes, yes. There's so much work that goes on in the Monkeys community, and we cannot forget the amazing Ian Lee and Glenn over there at 7A. There's just no way yes. we can forget them. And then there's Jody Ritson with Monkey's Convention and just just so many people and so many things. And, and how can we not think about our lovely friends over at the official Peter Tork Facebook page? Yes, that's right. We love you. We love you so much. And I wish everyone could be here today, but you're all with us in spirit. And... Uh, Seriously, thank you to everyone that's uh, been part of this show. And Michael Lynch, my God, the last episode with Michael Lynch, wasn't that cool? What a great interview. That oh, man, that awesome was awesome show. That guy has so much talent, and mm-hmm. it's it's just absolutely amazing. And then there's our new monkey contingent of folks out there, Marty and <laughs> Dino, and, Dino. Uh, and Amy, who might as well be the uh, unofficial fifth new monkey person so and you know david levin there's just so many people out there i i can't keith combs i can't i can't mention you all i i I will my head would explode if i tried and i don't want to insult anyone but if you're hearing my voice you are loved and i'm glad that you're part of this we're raising a glass of eggnog to you right now i Mm -hmm. i I won't touch that stuff that's repugnant (laughs) or okay ken's raising a diet dr pepper yeah there you go (laughs) Or just even water. I do that sometimes. I actually do that more than anything. But did you ever think when you were 16, Christine, that you would one day be the button, button queen? queen? Christine, 16, the button queen? Yeah. <laughs> 
no, no. How can I ever conceive of such an honor? Right. Honestly, and and I know you that that makes people laugh. Um, I've loved it. I, I mean, I I love the nickname. I have fun with it. I know that uh, there are a couple of people in Zilch Nation that have fun with me back at, with that. Um, but it's been so much fun just being able to interact with uh, with the many fans who have asked for buttons, who have come up to us at meet and greets, and at meetups. And, um, you know, just the ability to pass along a little piece of something that means so much to them, that means so much to me. And so I've, I've loved it. Yeah. Amazing. It's, it's been a trip all the way around. <laughs> it has been, <laughs> yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, everybody. Get off my lap, you little brat. <laughs> well, actually, uh, hello, everyone. This is Ghosty. So, you want to know my 2016 highlights, huh? Well, pretty much the entire year was a big highlight if you're a Monkees fan. First of all, you're celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Monkees. That should have been enough. And then the Monkees are on tour. That should have been enough. But no, we get an album. And what an album it is. Good Times in my opinion, ranks up there with the very best Monkees albums. It's the gift that keeps on giving. You never could have predicted it. You never could have predicted this album would be as good as it turned out. And my personal highlight of 2016 was working at the radio station and getting a package in the mail from Rhino's parent company, Warner Brothers, and opening that package up and seeing a dozen CDs promotional copies of Good Times. Not only would I get to listen to the album in the office, but I'd also be able to give out a dozen copies to people that may or may not have even been Monkees fans, but they would get to hear this new album. And folks, I'm here to tell you, I did not get one complaint. There wasn't one person who won that album and said, eh, it wasn't all that great. Every single person loved it. They were surprised. Even people that weren't Monkees fans, per se, were, were surprised, and maybe that record caused them to uh, go back and investigate the back catalog. Maybe if they had a negative opinion of the Monkees or they didn't really care about the Monkees, maybe that album made them go back and check out all the music they missed. And honestly, Zilch. Zilch, of course, was the big highlight of 2016 as well, because even if you weren't going to every single show, even if you weren't going to any shows, you were still part of the monkeys experience because of this podcast so congratulations and good work to everyone involved and let's look forward to a great 2017 and happy holidays It seems so long since I could say sis. 
Hey, Zilch Nation, this is Jeff Hewlett, and I'm here with Mr. Craig Cohen. Yeah, hi, Jeff. Hey, man, it's been a while since we talked. Nice to have you. Yes, it's it's great to be here, and it, and it's great to be, uh, you know, coming up on the holiday season, and there's just uh, so much to celebrate this year and so much to be thankful for this year. Oh, for sure, and we're, we're wrapping up the year of the monkeys, man. This has been a humongous year for the guys. I mean, uh, I can think of a lot of things that, that I'm thankful for in the monkey universe uh, this Christmas, and I, I gotta say, the, the album, Good Times, I mean, and... It's gotten so many accolades that uh, I I don't even know if we could have possibly expected the album to be as uh, as successful and wonderful as it turned out. I'm still listening to it myself. Yeah, it's been it's it's been an amazing, amazing year. And for me, the album really is the highlight, because when you're a a fan of a band and a legacy band at that, Mm -hmm, the, mm -hmm. the main thing that really always sort of keeps your immediate attention is the the prospect of new music um so to get a new album uh you know on the 50th anniversary um but then also have it deliver in a way that is exactly the way uh it should be like there's there would like this year really feels like there's been no missteps no no yeah none whatsoever and uh you know before we uh move off of the album itself i i have to say once again that i am I know you feel the same way. I'm eternally grateful uh, to John Hughes and Rhino for giving us copies of that album a week early for us to preview and and do our reviews on Zilch. That was a singular honor. And again, I I know I said this when we talked about the album um, with with Ken and the rest of the crew. I would have never thought that when I got into the Monkees in the the 1980s that I would ever have some kind of an opportunity like that. Uh, to get an album pre-release like that and, and, and listen to it. But it was such a privilege for me. Oh, right on, right on. And and just the the overall response that we've gotten oh, from Rhino yeah. in terms of embracing us as sort of the official, unofficial podcast of yeah. the Monkees. It's unbelievable, man. It's unbelievable. And, and again, thank you. I know that they listen. I know that they <laughs> listen. So guys, thank you so much uh, for that. And, and it's hopefully one day I, I should get to, get to meet John while he's out on the road. I mean, he's, I see, I'm friends with him on Facebook. I see him traveling all over the country all the time. I figure maybe sometime if he flies through New Jersey, maybe yeah. I can, uh, <laughs> can meet up with him sometime. It'll be really cool to see him. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. But the other highlights of the year would have to be, uh, I saw the monkeys uh, in Red Bank, New Jersey. That was phenomenal show the set list was incredible there were some unexpected stuff that got played they sounded good everybody seemed so upbeat and happy and the audience place was packed great audience was so into oh wonderful venue and you know mickey and peter were just they seemed overjoyed to be there and you could just feel the energy coming out of them how happy they were yeah well the other thing about it is you can tell when People are sort of just going through the motions and collecting a paycheck. And then, you know, you get those other times where people are genuinely appreciative of the opportunity that they have and they continue to have. And to see that with an act that's been around as long as they have is really awesome. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. And, And to have a following and you can still sell out a theater that size. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, I, I I would be willing to bet that even if the album hadn't come out this year, they could have still sold that place out. And all the oh, other totally. venues, there's so many monkey fans still mm-hmm. out there. And and there were 
people there, um, you know, my own age, bringing their children. Yeah. And I thought that is so great that the monkeys are just being perpetuated on into the future by exposing, you know, the younger kids to it. And the kids were into it. And it was oh, yeah. really cool to know that, you know, this band is going to continue just like a lot of the other, like the Beatles. And you just keep getting new audiences and new audiences. And, and you know, for these kids to be able to get into this group now and still have them producing new music. Yeah. Is a real treat. It's a real, yeah. real treat. And I know that next year, who knows what's in store, but I know it, as great as it would be for good times to sort of be the, you know, the bookend, um, I would still love to hear uh, new music, even if it is just Peter and Mickey. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I, I really, really hope that uh, good times isn't the bookend. I mean, it would make a great one. Uh, no question about it. But I, I'm, I'm really hoping that uh, they get back out there. And uh, I actually attended earlier this year was a Shoes Played Blues show with Melanie and Sarah. And that was a great, great experience to finally meet uh, Sarah. I yes. never met her before. It was wonderful. We had a really good time and to watch Peter and the rest of the group just do what they love to do. And mm -hmm. it just came, it oozed off the stage. You could so tell how much fun uh, Peter and the band were having at the time. And the same thing was true. Uh, when I saw him a couple months back, and yeah. you know, he, you can just tell that that's what Peter's passion is mm -hmm. at this point, and he really loves it. And I'm really, really, really hoping I get the chance to see them again. And if any of you Zilch listeners out there uh, are close enough to attend that was a Shoes Played Blue show uh, and haven't done so in the past, I urge you to to make every effort to get there because it's it's a magical, magical show. Yeah, yeah, right on. So, yeah, this holiday season is is upon us. And uh, again, thank you so much, uh, Zilch Army, Zilch Nation, Zilchers, whatever we want to call you guys. Thank you so much for letting us come into your your homes uh, or your cars or your workplace. Every episode, um, it's it's truly a, a wonderful uh, community to be a part of. Oh, for sure, and I, I've really enjoyed meeting. Some of you guys out there at the various shows, uh, the Shoesway Blue shows, and at the Randy Now's Man Cave events, and uh, the book signing this past weekend uh, where, where Melanie was, and it was really cool, always really cool to meet people who listen to the show and understand how much love there is for the show out there. And I, I don't know if you and I and Ken and Melanie and Sarah could have imagined where the show would have wound up way back when, you know, two and a half years ago when we first started this thing. Yeah, I know I couldn't. I uh, know, and, and I, it's such a privilege to be here, and I'm looking so looking forward to what we get into next year because, um, you know, talking about holiday wishes and New Year's wishes, uh, one of my wishes for Zilch is finally coming true. We're going to talk about the birds, the bees, and the monkeys. <laughs> I've been dying to talk about that forever. And I know that's coming down the pike soon. And uh, I know next year we're going to have a lot, lot more... Uh, stuff to do now the year the monkeys is coming to a close we're going to get back into doing some of our things we had planned to do and uh, for a long time and i'm looking forward to more color cast commentaries uh, with with melanie and perhaps you'll join in on some of those oh yeah yeah be great what are you looking forward to next year from a zilch perspective Craig? from a zilch perspective yeah i think some of the the, the round tables getting back into the music because yeah. Those are those are some of my favorite episodes to really sit down and listen to the songs over and over and over again and the albums over and over and again from a real analytical yeah. standpoint. And when you're listening for, you know, criticism purposes, it's a lot different than just listening for enjoyment. 
Oh, absolutely. And you know, you're you're trying to, you know, make notes of things to talk about with the group and, you know, have something to offer. And that was one thing I really loved about having you on those um those roundtable discussions was that you were coming in, you know, relatively new to some of that music. And it was yeah, really cool right to hear a mm-hmm. new perspective on the music, you know, from someone who's just started to listen to it rather than you know, the people like us who've been listening to this stuff for years and ha- already have opinions formed, you know, for years and years and years. It's, it was refreshing. I'm looking yeah. forward to more of that. Totally. Yeah. So I guess, you know, Merry Christmas. Um, yes. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Holidays. Happy New Year to the Zilch Nation. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to creating more podcasts for all of you guys next year. Totally. Yeah. So I guess that's, uh, that's Happy Holidays from Jeff Hewlett. And Craig Cohen, and I guess we'll see you next year. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. This is Rebecca Prepke, also known as Comic Girl Creations. You're listening to my favorite podcast, Zilch, a monkey's podcast. And look who just dropped down the chimney here at Zilch. It's the one, the only Super Zilch fan, Rebecca Prepke. Hey, Zilchers. It's great to see everyone. Happy holidays. Yes, happy holidays to you, too. It's so good to finally get to talk to you. You've been a really good uh, friend and fan to the show for a very long time. Yes, I have really enjoyed the podcast and all of the Zilch fans on Facebook. It's been so fun talking to everyone and enjoying everything. It really is a very cool community. Yes, one of the funnest things, I think, has been meeting people from the Facebook page in person mm-hmm. at concerts and at other events and things. It's just been like, oh, hey, you're one of my people. <laughs> Those zilch <laughs> buttons are getting around. They're getting around. and uh, It's, it's just... an instant badge of like, oh, I know that you're like me. <laughs> and you're no longer alone in this uh, world where the monkeys aren't given all the respect that they should have, right? Exactly. Now, it's been a really cool year, as we've dubbed it, the Year of the Monkeys. Uh, Who would have thought in 2016 that we'd have an album and the Blu-ray set coming out and a Monkeys podcast? I mean, all of this, it's it's just absolutely amazing, and the Monkeys on tour. What were your highlights? I think one of the funnest things I did earlier this year was I attended Chiller in April, Mm -hmm. and um, I got to meet one of my... Now, dearest friends, Sandy Cayley. And She's a had, sweetheart. Yes. And I traveled from Oregon to New Jersey, and she had traveled from England to New Jersey. And both of us kind of met as kindred spirits traveling from so far away and bonded over that. And then just had a delightful whirlwind weekend. And by the time the end of the convention was over, we had spent time, you know, with mickey and peter and got a ride in the monkey mobile Mm. it was amazing absolutely amazing that doesn't happen to someone every day (laughs) no (laughs) and uh what'd you think of the good times album oh it was just wonderful between the old tracks that had been left on the shelf and pulled out and then the new tracks that were written by some of the newer artists it's just been so fun to hear all of it like come together and all the fans really expressing their love over the album it's it's been a lot of fun 
it's so so darn good. It's it it has rarely left my CD player or my MP3 player this year. Yeah, it's what's in my car right now. And when I don't have a podcast, I just click it back over to Good Times. Well, Rebecca, I want to tell you, it's really cool that you take us along wherever you go. It's uh, cool to know that all of us Zilch Maniacs are with you <laughs> wherever you go, whether it's to the gym or, or just on a walk or, or in your car. It's, it, is, it is cool to be right up there with your monkey's music. That, that's, that's the highest honor. You guys put on a great show, and it has been so much fun to listen to you guys. There's, I love the variety that there's so many different hosts and so many different opinions that come to the table. Mm-hmm. And not everyone's just like, I love everything all the time. It's like, well, not everyone likes everything all the time. And I like hearing the different opinions. Absolutely. And it, it's intelligent discussion. What? Even, even though I'm involved? Yeah. <laughs> Cue monkey sound effects number three there. (laughs) You know, you are a pretty talented person yourself. Uh, You sent me some really cool monkey coasters that you've made. And, uh, you know, a lot of people may not realize this, but Rebecca here, this girl is crafty like ice is cold. She's crafty. And uh, (laughs) would you like to tell people what you do? So in my non-day job, I like to upcycle comic books and I take them and I put them on different types of things like bracelets or coasters or vases or magnets. A flask. Flasks as well, yes. And um, they're one of a kind pieces of art. I don't photocopy the comics and generally what I do is I, it's either like brand new comics that I have subscriptions to or it's older comics that are damaged or covers are torn off i'll go into my local comic book store and i have a deal with the comic book owner and he'll just like give me stuff that he can't sell to other people and it's a new way to love something that would normally either get recycled or would sit on the shelf and you would never love again i guess we can call them distressed comics yeah most of the older comics if you know Especially when I do stuff with the monkeys comics, they're ones where a little girl has written "I love Davy" all down the side of the column and like made X's on some of the other monkeys' faces. Well, that might have been my copy. <laughs> I'm not sure. It depended on the day. Yeah. I heart Mike. I heart Mickey. I heart Peter. I heart Davy. I heart Mr. Babbitt. No, I never hearted Mr. Babbitt. Just never. Happened. Oh, you gotta love Mr. Babbitt. Get out. Anyway, <laughs> so 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 you take these distressed comics and you actually save them and make something cool for monkeys fans or Star Trek fans or Batman fans or what have you. Yeah, the the process is decoupage, and I put them onto a, a new surface, and then I seal them with like an all weather sealant. And I never tell anyone anything's waterproof, but I try and get them as you know, sealed as I can on there. And I think they're kind of fun. It's, you know, I make wearable art or refrigerator mm-hmm. art or, you know. Right. Well, it's, yeah. it's, it's also good to make sure they're waterproof in case your neck leaks. Exactly. You know, <laughs> we're getting the use out of the snare drum tonight. Uh. <laughs> Dang. 
so it's really cool that, that you have this and uh, I want to encourage monkey fans to check out your pages on Etsy and we will put the links in the show notes now could you tell us where they are so folks can find them Okay, so I call myself Comic Girl Creations, Mm -hmm. and I have a Facebook page and an Etsy site, and you can also reach me, Rebecca Prepke, on my regular Facebook page as well, and most of what I do online is custom requests, Mm -hmm. or you can just let me know what you're looking for, and I, I might have something just in stock already. I try not to post everything I have online because they are all one-of-a-kind items and I also go to comic book conventions so when I have everything out on the table I'm concerned that I may sell something and then it's hard to keep track of the inventory right 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 so yeah so these are all one-of-a-kind items you're not going to get the same thing that the next guy gets or vice versa it's it's all the only way that would happen would be if I had two copies of one comic book and I cut it out and made it exactly the same way twice Uh absolutely you're not the only one in your family that's crafty. No, uh, yeah, that's correct. My mother actually, for my birthday this year, surprised me with a handmade photo album book of all of the Zilch, the show arts from each episode of Zilch. She printed them out and had them put into a photo album because she knew I loved this podcast and presented that to me for my birthday. And it was so beautiful to see each one of the art pages from each episode of the podcast and it's like i'm flipping through i'm like oh my god this episode and that's when this thing happened and it was so great and my parents are like i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) but you know but i'm like giggling and smiling as i'm flipping through each page (laughs) well it is so cool that you love the podcast so much that your mom could put this together and i'll tell you when you sent me the pictures I did not know what to say, and this is one of those rare occasions where Ken was didn't know what to say. That's such a rare, rare thing. I mean, you've listened to the show long enough. You know that's a very rare thing. So, <laughs> uh, what is it about the show that that just that makes this something that you would uh, that your mom would uh, do this? I mean, what is it about it? My mom is in her early sixties, and uh-huh. so she was. A fan as a child, and, uh-huh. and she was a Davy girl, uh-huh. and so the show is near and dear her, to her heart, and she loved the fact that I, when I was a child in the 80s, came across the show on Nickelodeon and MTV, and, you know, found the monkeys, and she's always been supportive of, like, you know, these cute young four boys, you know, uh-huh. with their antics, and the fact that, like, I'm back into loving them now as an adult and she just thought it was a really fun thing and then I took her to one of the concerts here in Oregon in September um, in Lincoln City Mm -hmm. and that was really fun and we had a wonderful time and my birthday was in October and so it was shortly after that you know that she decided to put the book together that is so cool so it went from uh, appreciating four young boys in uh you know in their in their teens to a bunch of podcasters in their middle age so (laughs) (laughs) right that's the natural progression i think (laughs) there you go well i want to tell you it's it truly is an honor to have you here around the holidays and uh i just uh you know you really class up the place you got your santa hat on and everything looks cool i seriously want to thank you 
for being such a super friend and fan of the show. Uh, people like you are great ambassadors for the program. You know, all those people that have those zilch buttons, every one of those is a smile and they're turning people on to the coolness of not only zilch the podcast, but the monkeys in total, you know. It's some, some really great ambassadors and, and I'm thankful for each and every one. And it's, it's cool to be part of this with you. Well, thank you. It's been so fun to listen to everything. And this is my first time to get to really talk and participate on this kind of level. But, you know, we've all had our memories and our experiences over the years. And, and each one of the fans have something, I'm sure, that's wonderful and, you know, adorable memories to share mm. with the rest of the group. While we're here, which is your favorite monkey? Does that change or is it always a certain thing? You know, are you a, you know, which? Oh, I have always been a Nez girl. Ah, Nez girl. Well, yes. there you go. But I do, I love all of them, but I, I am a Mike fan. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, it, it all works out. Now I'm going to, I'm going to put you on the spot. Which one of the uh, Zilch podcast host is, uh, you know, are you a, you know, which, which one of the girls are you? Probably Melanie. You're a Melanie girl. Yeah. I get no respect even on my own show. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I, I guess I'm just gonna have to live with this. I, I just I love her book so much. It is a great I still book. Still pull it out when I watch the show. <laughs> it's a great book. It's a great book. But uh, you know, I, I'll throw in an extra zilch button if it'll maybe change your vote. But you know, we'll talk about that off the air. But uh, I want to thank you for coming on Zilch today and for stopping by. And, and these coasters are so cool, and I'm so so thankful. Even though you're not a uh, Ken girl, well, we're gonna work on that. You're still my pod father. Oh well, I I got that going for me. To <laughs> Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. I just, again, I, I don't take you for granted, and I truly, truly do appreciate you. And you give your best to your parents for me and tell your mom I love her. You can play this for her right now. What's your name? Shirley Prepke. Shirley, I love you. Thank you for making this. I will tell her you said that. Oh, well, she could just listen. You can just play it. See, listen, let's just press play. Shirley, I love you. <laughs> I'll do that. We're going to post pictures of the book in, in the show thread on Facebook. Again, I just want to thank you so much for being part of Zilch today. Well, thank you for having me, Ken. This, this was wonderful. Well, that's because you were here. <laughs> <laughs> well, happy holidays, and we will be seeing you. Thank you. Walking in a winter wonderland Sleigh bells ring are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. A beautiful sight, we're happy tonight. Walking in a winter wonderland. Gone away is the bluebird. Here to stay is the new bird. He sings a love song as we go along. Walking in a winter wonderland Man, oh, we can build a snowman And pretend that he is Parson Brown He'll say, are you married? We'll say, no, man But you can do the job when you're in town Later on, 
conspire as we dream by the fire to face unafraid the plans that we made walking in a winter wonderland and you're listening to Zilch on Monkey's Podcast. Happy holidays, everybody. Okay. Oh, gee, sir, I wonder who that could be. Well, I'll see. It's Sin! Everybody, this is one of my best friends in the world, Cindy Large. The Cindy Large. Welcome to the Zilch headquarters. You've been out doing some Christmas shopping, I see. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Zilch. How are you doing? Is it cold out there? Uh, yeah, it is very cold and icy. Well, as long as you uh, stayed warm and in your in your car out there, is uh, roads okay? Uh, roads aren't too bad. Okay, well, thank you for that update, Les. But <laughs> <laughs> just as long and as you. And this is your zilch weather update. Yes, and thankfully you you've arrived safe, and and we're we're here decorating the the lovely zilch clubhouse. Beautiful. And we're recording our holiday show, so you're just in time and. Earlier, I thanked Christine the Button Queen for being part of the show and for help running our Twitter feed. And you were one of the people that we tapped on the shoulder because of your coolness, your ultra coolness. We made mm-hmm. you an honorary monkey man of Zilch. And we, uh, we've we asked you to help her out. And uh, you guys are running the Zilch Twitter feed. Yes. Do, do you enjoy doing it? Yeah, I do. It's been a lot of fun, actually. Oh, there's a tweet now. Oh, look at that. It's it's from Santa. He's reminding us to be good. Too well, late. Yeah, this is a lost cause. Here. Yeah, Santa's <laughs> Santa's got all the best technology. He's up on everything. He's uh, twiz bangling and twizzer twonging and bimboozling. Twittering and, and periscoping and Facebooking. And, uh-huh. Yeah. He does all that stuff. He's very hip. He's very hip, you know. He's very hip, he is. You know. Is he, he very clean, though? Oh, he's very clean. Everyone's entitled to two. But he's very clean. So, for those of us listeners who are on Twitter, but not following the Zilch Twitter account, why should they follow 
the Twitter Zilch account at Zilchcast. Well, they should follow the Twitter at Zilchcast because um, a lot of times uh, news comes over a little more quickly over Twitter than it does over Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get all kinds of different feeds um, on Twitter that you don't necessarily see on Facebook. Right. And as soon as something's announced or let's say we drop a show instantly, it pops right up into the Twitterverse, correct? Yes. And sometimes Mickey will post something, or Peter's people will post something, or Rhino themselves will post something, and you guys just pass that around. So it's, it's very right. cool. It's very cool. We want to thank you for, for being part of that. So, Cindy, I'd like to ask you a question. When did you become a Monkees fan? I became a Monkees fan when I was about 12 years old, mm-hmm. um, right before the 86th anniversary was announced. Our local TV station, um, which later became Fox, but had started showing Monkeys reruns. I remember watching the show. I don't remember if I actually realized that it was from the 60s or not, mm-hmm. but I really enjoyed watching the show. And I remember one episode when they played Daydream Believer, I realized that that was the same song that I had loved when I was a little kid, but I mm. never knew the Monkeys had sung it. So I've probably pretty much been a Monkeys fan all my life. I just didn't realize that they sang that song. You know, I tell people that all the time. You're a Monkeys fan, you just don't know it yet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it's yeah. true. So and it's I started true. I started watching the show and um, I started really getting into it and then the whole twentieth anniversary happened and then the teen magazines started featuring them in, in magazines and stuff and it just kinda went from there. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned the twentieth anniversary. What's that? Come on. We've got the fiftieth anniversary. <laughs> Well, you know, the funny thing is I look back on that because I did get to go to a concert on Mm -hmm. the 20th anniversary. I was 13. It was my first concert. And I remember my best friend and I at the time were sitting amongst all these older fans Mm -hmm. who, in retrospect, were probably, you know, in their 40s or 50s. And I'm looking at it now thinking... I'm about the same age as those fans were, and I thought they were old at the time. Uh. <laughs> so it really puts age in perspective. Well, you know, you were when you mentioned you were 13, you were dating yourself. But you know what I say about dating yourself? It's probably the best date you'll ever have. So, yeah, <laughs> that's like when people say, "I, I was, I was beside myself." Well, I hope you you had good company. You know, yeah. you gotta like yourself, folks. And as Rip Taylor would say, these are the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so it is, the, it is the 50th anniversary, and here we are. What was one of the highlights of the year for you, Cindy Large? The biggest highlight of the 50th anniversary was finally getting to meet Mike. Mm. Yeah, that how was, was that? Oh, God, that was something that I just, I never, ever thought it would happen. Like, I was starting to think he was some kind of a myth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, you know, I guess people kind of, you know, have forgotten after everything that happened in 2012. I mean, those of us who are fans before that, we never, ever thought Mike would ever tour or, you know, do anything with the guys. And... You know, just the fact that he came back and he he did those tours was incredible enough. And then, you know, getting the opportunity to meet him was, I was just out of my mind. It was, it was just the best experience ever. Yes, it was absolutely amazing. And and one of the, one of the really cool things this year was the show out in California at the Pantages where he, he retired as a live monkey. 
Yeah. Which, you know, try to have that on your resume. There's 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 not many people that can say they retired as a live monkey. But yeah. Mike Nesmith can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but meeting meeting him was great. I mean, he was he was very sweet and very down to earth and I introduced myself to him and I told him I had been waiting 30 years to meet him and his eyebrows kind of raised at that a little bit, but he complimented my monkey shirt. He was just very, very sweet and down earth and it was a great meeting. I couldn't have asked for more. Yeah. Very cool. What are you hoping to see from the monkeys either, you know, individually or as a group next year? I honestly don't expect to see much out of them as a group. I'm thinking they'll probably take a break. Mm -hmm. Um, They've earned it. Yeah, no kidding. I would love to see Mike do a book tour, mm-hmm. uh, and I would be very interested in catching him on a book tour because I think it would be really interesting to see that side of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, he might actually do a tour tour. Who knows? Yeah. You know. Yeah. This is, and maybe I'll get to see him without the iPad blocking his face. This <laughs> <laughs> Mike, also up on... Sarah, Sarah knows what I mean. <laughs> yes, I know, because Cindy and I, both of our first NIST show was in uh, Ferndale, Detroit, in uh, Ferndale, Michigan in 2013, and we were way up front. We got real lucky. We are like in the standing room only space right yeah. at the front, but like his iPad was blocking his face. I could kind of <laughs> scooch around and mostly see him, but I think you had a little bit more challenge. Yeah, he kind of he kind of looked like the Kilroy was here cartoon mm-hmm. where you could just from the nose up. <laughs> like we've we've got front row seats and we get to yeah. see the back of an iPad. So there you go. Exactly. Monkey exactly. magic right there. But Monkey yeah, magic. I mean any you know, any anything that they would like anything that they do, I would be happy with. I would love to see more She Sway Blue shows with Peter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, because that's always an excellent show. You know, Mickey, I would like to see more solo shows. I've seen him a couple of times. Um, and he always puts on a great show. I don't think I've ever seen Mickey put on a bad show by himself. Right. So I, I think the thing to that everyone could look forward to and learn from is go see these guys while you can and whatever they're doing. And you exactly. got to understand, folks, that if it's a solo thing, this is what they're really into. This is where yeah. their heart's really at. Right. And that's a really cool thing that we've been afforded those opportunities. It's like Peter Tork with Shoe Suede Blues, you know. Uh, that's where his heart's at. And you can tell. Yeah. You can tell. And I think of supporting their solo activities. I mean, it's really easy because they are all awesome and talented and put out wonderful stuff. Mm -hmm. But I also see that as sort of a way that we can kind of say thank you to everything they've done, especially with the Monkees project for the last few years, is to also support their solo things. Um, I think it's a wonderful way that we can thank them for everything they've done. And it's weird. Every once in a while, someone will say, well, like, how can I meet Mickey or Peter? And I'm like, well, they played your town five times, and yeah. you didn't go see them solo. Yeah, the, the solo shows, Mickey's solo shows and Peter's She Sway Blue shows are the best way if you're looking to meet one of them. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to go. I mean, She Sway Blues, they pretty much always, um, you know, do some kind of a signing or something afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mickey does them sometimes, but I mean, even if you just go out and wait by the door, you know. Mm-hmm. You're more than you know. You're more likely to run into them that way than at a monkeys, you know, show. Yeah, at, a, at yeah. an actual monkey show or yeah. event. 
And the best way to find out about those things, if they're coming to your town, is through social media, because they always push them on their Facebook and Twitter, which means Zilch will always promote them on our Facebook and Twitter. So that's a reason to follow Zilch on both Facebook and Twitter. Exactly. So when you hear Zilch tweet, it's either me, Christine, or the lovely Cindy Larch tweeting our hearts out. Tweeting away. Yes. Tweet, tweet. Or as Pink Floyd would say, tweeting away the moments that make up a doll day. I don't <laughs> wow, know. Wow, that was really deep, Ken. I don't know that if anyone gets cut. that. I don't know if anyone gets that, but if just listen to the song. You'll you'll hear it. You'll hear it. Hey Cindy, have I uh, ever showed you my new fruitcake recipe? No, I don't think I've seen that yet, Sarah. <sighs> okay, that's really cool. Let's go in the Zilch kitchen and we'll whip up some fruitcake for everybody. And while I'm avoiding fruitcake from another fruitcake. Well, we want to thank you for stopping by today, Cindy. Well, thank you for having me, Ken. It's not a zilch party without you. Aw, thank you. I think it's time to play one of our beloved holiday classics. Here's Mike Nesmith with his Christmas version of Tapioca Tundra from The Pantages Show. Yes, I know it's not really a beloved Christmas classic, but we love it around here. It should be. Ho, ho, ho. Standing more at ease 
sidewalks dressed in holiday style in the air there's a feeling of Christmas children laughing people passing meeting smile after smile and on every street corner you hear silver bell Silver bells It's Christmas time In the city Hear them ring Ring-a-ling Soon it will be Christmas day Strings of streetlights Even stoplights Blink a bright red and green As the shoppers rush home With their treasures Hear the snow crunch See the kids bunch This is Santa's big scene And above all the bustle You'll hear Silver bells Silver bells It's Christmas time in the city Hear them ring Ring-a-ling Soon it will be Christmas Day Ken, what is your wonderful memory of the year gone by? Yeah. 
Well, this is gonna sound silly because I've I'm 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 kind of like blown away by the zilch buttons. Seriously. We've mm -hmm. seen so many great pictures throughout the year of people post you know, posing with their 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 kids and their cats and themselves with the stuffed zilch buttons. Yeah, stuffed yeah. animals. <laughs> And it's it's been absolutely amazing because every time I see one of those, I, I see a smile. Yes. And smiles sometimes in this world are kind of hard to come by. Yep. But when I see those zilch buttons, I know that there's a smile out there. And the fact that there are over a thousand of them out in this world, mm -hmm. that means there's over a thousand smiles. That's, that's yeah. not a bad thing, you know. So I guess that's one of the first highlights, the... The second highlight would probably be the fact that John Hughes from Rhino stopped by and Andrew mm -hmm. Sandoval and Adam Schlesinger and a lot of the people that were part of the new album, Good Times. And so I'm very thankful for the Good Times album itself. What a great oh, yeah. album. We've been blessed. It's uh, beyond measure in that mm -hmm. respect. And it's I was thinking this morning of the moment that uh, she makes me laugh appeared on the internet oh yeah yeah yes. and that oh man the shudder that went through the entire fandom of oh my god this is real and it's good <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it <was> good <laughs> time stood still <laughs> yeah they dropped me and magdalena like 10 minutes before i had to leave for work that day and it happened to pop up on my phone and because i was listening to the radio station where they were playing it and I just stood there in my office knowing I needed to, like, leave for the day. And I was just trying not to cry because cry. it was like, you know, A, just that song is glorious. But B, it's like I am hearing Michael Nesmith and Mickey Dolan singing harmonies in 2016. On a new song. On a new song. And... Thank you to everyone who made that happen. Thank you to John Hughes. Thank you to Andrew Sandoval. Thank you to Adam Schlesinger. Thank you to everyone who was part of that journey because uh, it's hard to explain how much that meant to all of us. And thank you to Ben Gibbard for writing me in Magdalena as well as uh, Mickey and Mike for doing such a great job on it and My Peter God. for being such a great part of good times my god the, the, that song just blows me away oh yeah just and amazing the first time ken said that they'll have peter sing me and magdalena in concert i said no way there'd be a riot mm -hmm. i'm so glad to have been wrong on that point yeah he does such a great job too he yeah he does such a great job on everything that's he right he, he's such a consummate professional musician showman it's totally. Selling birch in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's called me and Magdalene. 
Peter Tork, and you're listening to Zilch. It's a Monkeys podcast. And then after the Good Times album came out, then the Blu-ray set came out, and that just is so amazing. And I'm, I'm so glad to see so many people have gotten a hold of it. And hopefully, uh, you were good, and Santa Claus hooked you up. <laughs> <laughs> and Santa Claus put it on my credit card. Yeah. Yeah. Ho ho ho! Cha-ching! And. Uh, <laughs> And then we have the live monkeys experience. I mean, we've we've got the monkeys live this year, and you know you, you want to thank everybody from Mickey and Peter down to everyone in the band from Coco to Rich Dart to John Billings to Wayne Avers. 
and and Dave Alex and 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 I'm sorry, I'm actually tearing up. And Dave Alexander, uh, it was just so amazing the love that they give, and and not just those guys on the stage, but the people that work with them, mm-hmm. that that make up the monkeys, because the monkeys aren't just four guys or two guys or three guys. The monkeys are people like Andrew Sandoval and the people that help set up for you know the t-shirt sales the night of the show and to the sound people to to everyone it's yeah we really seriously want to thank everybody that was part of the monkeys live touring event the, the yeah, concert so series this mm-hmm. year what a gift yeah, yeah. And there's something that you you just said that reminded me of something that that recent very recently happened you when you said that the monkeys aren't just those four guys yeah at their last concert in australia they had on stage with them louis shelton amazing yes who was one of the session musicians who played on those earliest records he played that amazing flamenco guitar break in valerie mm-hmm. and he also played the uh, the uh, first guitar lead guitar in uh, last train to clarksville so they had him up on stage and and he played Last Train to Clarksville with them. How fitting it was that for their last tour in Australia... Uh, their last show. The last show, exactly. They had the guitarist who played the very first notes of the very first song that we as Monkees fans ever got to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was so wonderful. And I think we need to let everybody hear that right now. Got another very, we hope, very special treat for you. Peter was talking earlier uh, about um, the, the musicians that were, were uh, doing the, uh, the early records when we were doing the TV show. We didn't have any choice over the matter, but he did neglect to say that these are some of the finest musicians in the friggin' world at the time. And we are blessed tonight to have one with us here now, a very, very special man, a guitar player, no who played knows. on many of the early, early monkey tunes, and not only that, he's a local boy. <laughs> he is a local boy. Please give it up for Mr. Louis Shelton. Before you go, one more thing we want to say. Yep. That famous lick on Clarksville, the opening lick, when you hear that single, you're listening to Louis Shelton. Do it again, Louis. <laughs>
Excellent. And it does Excellent. sound different. That's the amazing yeah. thing is the minute you hear it, it's like, oh, my God. Right. <laughs> well, you know, when you think about Louis Shelton, had it not been for that guitar, I mean, before you heard a monkey's voice, you heard that guitar. It was that guitar mm-hmm. that hooked so many people that made it possible that there would be a D.W. Washburn or a Pleasant Valley Sunday or anything else because had that first thing not have caught us all, mm-hmm. there would be nothing. You know? <laughs> but between everybody that worked on the TV show and everybody that, that worked in promotion, you know, right on up through everybody that was on the albums and produced them, it, we, we have so much to be thankful for. And everybody that was part of the Monkeys Project brought so much love and, you know, it's like the Beatles said, and in the end, the love you take is equal to the love you make. So while I will never be able to pontificate or ramble on enough to let the people who love the monkeys and the people who were the monkeys and the people who helped make the monkeys understand how much I love them. But thank you for all the joy and beauty that you brought into our, our hearts and lives and our ears and our eyes <laughs> through low these many years but 2016 was definitely very special and it wasn't so bad that I got to meet Mickey and Peter either that that's not so they you know that's not a bad schlub and I, I don't know about you but having Peter twerk on the show none of us ever thought that would happen ever. yeah I think <laughs> I still owe you like twenty dollars or something because I was like there are certain things that will never ever happen on Zilch early on. I thought Rhino will never be able to to, to associate us with with us with any way, or it or they would only send us a cease and desist letter, and we will never have a monkey on the show. I was wrong. It happened. And not All only that, not only that. If you go to the iTunes page and you go to the official Monkeys iTunes page, oh, man. the fine folks at Rhino put our show there as a. Uh, actual link so while we're not affiliated with rhino in that respect they are some very cool people and they're in charge of keeping the monkey's legacy alive along with us the fans i've got a moment i need to share this was at the first of five monkeys concerts i attended this summer which was in my hometown of washington dc that show was on a thursday and good times was released on friday But I had already heard it because Rhino sent us those advanced copies so we could do the review for the podcast. Uh As I was there at the theater, they were playing songs from Good Times over the PA system before the show. And people were not paying attention. And I just wanted to grab them and say, listen, pay attention. This is the record. This is the new Monkees record. I've heard it. What a, what a moment to remember. Seriously. <laughs> it's, it's a trip. And then, and Rhino sent us a little package. Uh, each of us, we got to get the CD and the coloring book and a bunch of stickers and stuff. And Melanie, we also got the tote bag, right? What yeah. did you do with your stuff, Melanie? The, the tote bag and the stickers and the coloring book I gave to a child in the audience at that show on that Thursday night in Washington, D.C. How cool is that? That's awesome. See, that's what it's all about. And I know that uh, I gave my coloring book to Sherry Hansen in St. Louis. And this has just been a tremendous year. And if if, if there's one highlight of all, it's, it's just all you people that are part of Zilch and the Facebook page and everything. It's just been absolutely amazing. 
you know, whether whether we get to see the Monkees band perform in 2017, Mickey will be out there with the same band. That's you know? right. Oh, yeah. Which I think he should just start calling himself the Mickeys. The Mickeys. I love that. And yep. just, you know, <laughs> hey, hey, we're the Mickeys. And mm-hmm. they can even spell it with two E's if they want. Yeah. Which is right. odd because he doesn't have an E in his actual name. <laughs> well, it's, he's... <laughs> He's acquiring them from all the misspellings yep. over the years. Yeah, it's, I'm. <laughs> see, uh, see, my phone. I guess I just trained it too well. Because well, that's what it, it is. You know, you have to well, train it. Yeah, yeah, and it and it keeps every time I try to type the word next, it wants me to type Nez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After a while, it does learn you. Mm-hmm. But you know, whether it's it, you, no, no. This is how monkeys spelled the, the poor little android brain inside of it's like going does not compute <laughs> it's all the mouse's fault it's all the e and you realize all of the problems that we have as monkeys fan really come down to e's that's you know? yes that's right davy mickey monkey yeah yep. <laughs> Bye.
Dios cuando el lobo de nuestra cordera Dios cuando el lobo de nuestra cordera Riu, riu, shiu, la guada ribera Dios cuando el lobo de nuestra cordera Dios cuando el lobo de nuestra cordera El lobo rabioso la quiso morder, mas Dios poderoso la supo defender. Quiso le hacer que no pudiese pecar, ya no original es tu virgen no tuviera. Riu, riu, shiu, la guada rivera. Dios cuando el, el lobo de nuestra codera. Dios cuando el lobo de nuestra codera 
Esta que es nacido es el gran monarca, Cristo patriarca de carne vestido, ya nos redimido con serce chiquito, aunque infinito, finito se hiciera. Río, 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 la guada ribera. Dios cuando, Dios cuando el lobo de nuestra cordera. Dios cuando, Dios cuando el lobo de nuestra cordera. It's Carly Kahn from Minnesota. Happy holidays, Zilchers. Yeah, sure, you betcha. This is David Levin. I want to wish everybody at Zilch, the whole crew, the whole Megillah, and all our listeners a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and a Happy New Year. Hey, hey! Happy Holidays, this is Christian Nesmith. And Cersei Link. And you're listening to Zilch. A monkey's podcast. Your favorite place for your holiday listening. It's been a very blessed year for all of us here, hasn't it, Christine? It has. It's been a great year. We'd like to send a special thanks to everyone in Australia and New Zealand for uh, being part of this episode. And, and uh, I'm glad you guys got to enjoy the monkeys down under and in New Zealand. Absolutely. We'd also like to thank Liam McKindo for some of the very cool live tracks that he provided us for today's show. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's been really cool because I've gotten all this really cool stuff. My uh, wonderful male lady has been playing Santa, <laughs> <laughs> and she's been working overtime. She's brought so many cards and gifts and fudge and cookies. Love is the gift that keeps on giving, right? Right, Clark? You know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd like to say a special thanks to Carolyn DiBiase Negron, the lovely Debbie Lang, the lovely Jane Knight, and everybody at the St. Louis gang. That includes the wonderful Tom O'Keefe. Thank you yes. for for everything. And uh, Kathy Davini and Opalina Salas and, and so, so many people out there for sending love. And, you know, I got this really cool uh, package from Ann Moses. And uh, inside of it was a letter and in a, a, a kind of like a pull bag. And inside of that was a shield. And, and she sent it to me. And her husband makes these tiny little shields. And it's kind of like to send protection and love and encouragement to people. Cool. And it was such a cool letter. And wow. uh, it, just, it just really touched my heart. So, so this is what Anne had to say. And she wrote, Dear Ken, I wanted to express how much our new friendship has meant to me. I'm so grateful for your encouragement and guidance to pull off a two-hour podcast. It has served to connect me with Tiger Beat readers from so long ago. Without those connections, I would have never have known how much my work has been appreciated. Aww. Please enjoy and trust the enclosed gift. And this was, it's, it's a little black shield. She says it's crafted by her husband, Tony. Oh, wow. She said, may this small shield convey my thanks and give you peace throughout the year. Ann Moses. And she wrote, P.S. My mom did not write this. So. <laughs> <laughs> a little joke from when she was on the show. But that's Sorry. that's something that means a lot to me. And there's so many things that have meant a lot to me. You know, I was uh, had some time off before the holidays. And I've been watching the Batman Blu-ray sets, the Monkees Blu-ray sets. Yeah. And they're just really cool, aren't they? They are. Gosh, wouldn't it be great if they could do some kind of a crossover between those two? Yeah, sadly that never happened on TV, but, no. uh, you know, there's there's still comic books, you know. You never know. Wouldn't, wouldn't that, that be something? Yeah, I was going to say, wouldn't that be something? 
we should really let the people know at DC that this would be a good idea. But you know, that's for that's for 2017. That's right. That's right. right. Can't do everything in 2016. The that's year of right. Monkeys. That's right. More good times to come. And I'd also like to send a special shout out to everybody over at the Peter Tork Facebook page. We've all been having some fun with Peter Tork imitating Gene Simmons this year, and they sent a Gene Simmons Christmas ornament. <laughs> That's awesome. So you will be on my tree. Thank you, everyone over there. I love you, love you, love you. It's, it's just been great. so cool. I think that I really want to, you know, on behalf of myself and the group, I'd like to say happy holidays to you wherever you are. And I hope that you realize that you share something very special with all of us here, right? Absolutely. Yes. Without a doubt. I'm going to play a song at the very end of the show. It's by the rock group Kiss. And you're probably thinking, well, what would I want to hear that for? I'm a Monkees fan. This song means a lot to me because what it talks about is that you might have been that person that was made fun of at school for liking the Monkees or Kiss or whatever it would be. But it's it's always bigger than you realize. And I think that a lot of people don't have hope sometimes. But I'm telling you, you are not alone. And you've all put a lot of smiles on my face this year. And I just want you to know that. And you've made this possible. Just as much as a couple of lunkheads who... We're silly enough to think that anybody would want to hear what they had to say. You sharing the show. Every time you guys share the show on Facebook or on Twitter, you're helping to spread the love and the, and the news. You know, Thank you to everybody at Rhino, everybody that worked with the Monkees this year, to Mickey and Peter and Michael and Davey's family and everybody on all of the Monkees social medias. Thank you for, for being part of this year. This has been a very special year, and it truly has been the Year of the Monkeys. Right, Ghosty? The Year of the Monkeys. The Monkeys are coming to your town, your Blu-ray player, your CD player, and your computer. And you need to be prepared. <laughs> it's hard to believe that's probably the last time I'll play that. <laughs> I just this has been an amazing year it is it has been a truly wonderful experience and I am just so fortunate and and blessed to get to be part of it in the way that I've been able to be a part of it and I just I sometimes think back to that little nine-year-old kid who was like I like the monkeys but I don't have any friends who like the monkeys it's like oh girl just you wait that's right when I came into the fandom in 2012 right after Davey died and assumed that I was joining something that was going to be completely in the past and that there was not going to be anything to see or do other than you know what has already occurred it never never even occurred to me that there would be new material new songs new shows uh, new things it's amazing New things to pontificate upon, argue, analyze, tear apart, enjoy, and love. And nitpick. <laughs> and nitpick. Yeah, and nitpick. Because we be fans. We nitpick our wool hats, so. Yep. <laughs> well, if I didn't mention your name on the show, I'm just, 
I, I'm sorry, but I can't mention 6,000 people or 20,000 people or 60,000 people. And we've had 89,000 people download a particular episode, like in a week. So there's a lot of you out there. And it's really neat. You're not alone. I can't stress that enough. So I think we're going to wrap it up here today. And just say that uh, you're not alone. You're stuck with us. And we thank you for every download and every button and every smile and every share and every like and every comment. Sarah, is there anything you'd like to say? Nope, just happy holidays and keep listening because we've got some really fun stuff coming down the pipeline for 2017. Just because the year of the monkeys is drawing to a close does not mean that Zilch is going anywhere. We are going to be right here in your earbuds for as long as you'll put up with us. And keep in mind, John Hughes said that there's a lot more coming and it, you know, it's going to be the 50th anniversary of something next year so <laughs> wouldn't that be something <laughs> it, 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 it absolutely will be something Melanie it's not over yet it's not over yet there's there's going to be more and just everyone's keep hoping uh, keep reaching out to each other uh, Zilch Nation is, is still alive and growing and it's a beautiful thing mm-hmm. Christine the button queen what do you have to say <laughs> Well, like uh, Sarah and Melanie said, stay tuned because 2017 is full of promise. Um, We know as Monkees fans that for the last 50 years, they have continued to surprise us. I have no reason to think that that won't be the case going forward. And even if they don't, we have one another. Uh, I want to thank everybody who uh, has embraced me personally within uh, the fandom, within the Zilch Nation, uh, and I have felt so much love from so many of you, and and as much as I have felt that, I hope you have felt it back, because I love every one of you very much. You have you have embraced the the geeky nerdy little six year old. <laughs> who thought that her original band, her, her first love in music, was a thing in the distant past, uh, uh, just an, a lovely memory, and, uh, and it's been brought alive and just as vibrant as the first day when I, when I fell in love with them. Very cool. So from all of us to all of you, happy holidays wherever you are. Keep smiling and just know you're not alone. Happy Holidays, Merry Festivus, Merry Christmas, Happy Kringle, the Festivus for the rest of us. Enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) And Happy New Year to everybody. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Here's to 2017. Yes, absolutely. So we will see you in 2017. Stay amazing. Bye. Bye, everybody. Here he comes, coming down your chimney. He's got a bunch of cool stuff. All wrapped up. Hopefully a lot of Blu-ray box sets. Hey, hey, it's Santa. (laughs) (laughs) And that's our show. Zilch is an online non-profit monkeys audio fanzine made by fans for fans. Any samples of music or interviews heard remain property of their owners. We are not related to the monkeys or any of their members past or present. We are not affiliated with Rhino or Ray Burt. If you hear anything you like from the band, go on Amazon or iTunes and buy it. 
If you enjoyed the show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm your announcer, Chelsea Epstein, saying always take some time to monkey around. <laughs> Don't now. Now, really, everybody cool it, because I won't be able to get through this. Action. Hey, wow. It's a groovy button. What does it say? Love is the ultimate trip. Oh, gee, that's a nice thought. Gee, that's a neat button. What does it say? Let's go again. Ho, 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 ho. Sorry. Theme song brought to you by Christine Wolf. <laughs> Theme song to what? We have no idea, but hey. Sing it for me, Miss Chomsky. Okay. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Special appearance by Charo. Do I not get a chance to talk about my highlight of the year? Yeah, but it's coming. <laughs> it wasn't set, it wasn't mailing out a thousand buttons. <laughs> like, like Sarah said, there were so many highlights. Yeah. As promised, here's my special little gift from my heart to yours. You are not alone. We are one. Happy holidays.